everybody. Welcome to the Soul Patterns podcast or the YouTube um, if you are watching on YouTube. So if you are new here, then I talk everything about um, spiritual alignment and becoming your higher self ultimately. So the last few episodes, we have been discussing altars, right? And um, we've I've kind of done like a little bit of an altar series recently just because having an altar for me was the biggest, it had the biggest impact on my spiritual journey. So like, I want to be able to share that information and those nuggets with you guys, because it may do the same for you. If you're not interested in having an altar and you're not interested in this information, then that's totally fine. Um, This episode is going to be the last episode I do on really alters in general. And then after that, I'm going to start a higher self series. So essentially, I'm about to start a series about about to start a series that is literally the same as that program that I was selling like six months ago. So before I used to have a higher self program that I so it was like I was selling it for like $500 for the online course. Um, But at this present moment, you guys probably already know I've taken down my website. I don't do one-on-one coaching anymore. And so I'm really focused on building my YouTube up. And and with that, I'm going to use all of the information that I've already put together to um, add to my YouTube. So I did have all the videos pre-recorded, but I'm about to do the videos all over again because I want the videos to be fresh. And to be honest, um, I feel like my speaking is a little bit better now than it was uh, when I recorded those videos. So we're just going to do them over again. So um, again, if you're like kind of over the altar conversation, then it's okay. This is the last um, video slash episode that I'm going to do on altars. But with that being said, we're going to be discussing how I personally program my altar. Just like I had told you guys before, everything that I talk about in here it's going to be different for everyone. Like not everybody has their altar set up the same way and not everybody programs their altar the same way. I'm telling you guys how I program it and the mindset around how and why I program my altar in a particular way. So that if you guys can take that as baseline information and do whatever you want to do and do what you feel called to do on your altar, because remember it's going to, it's, different things are going to work for different people. And I encourage you guys to try my method, try another person's method, try your own method and see what your ancestors and your spiritual team react to um, and what like starts to work for you and what starts to generate results for you. But um, we'll go ahead and get started with the presentation. All right. Oh. Give me one second. All right, how I program my altar. All right, so if you aren't familiar with ancestor altars or haven't watched my spiritual altars video, then please go back to to those videos. Um, This video is for people who have already learned about altars or have already worked with altars. So this is um, this information really isn't for newbies. 
I would highly encourage you to start building a relationship with your ancestor team and like learning about altars and how they work before trying to program them. Because if you don't, then it's the programming really isn't going to work because you have to get your altar activated first. So um, first things first, I have my spiritual parents and my ancestors on my altar. I'm not going to like take a camera and put it on my altar. I know a lot of you guys can probably see my altar behind me, but like, I'm not about to show you guys how it's set up. I'm not about to show you pictures and stuff like that, but I will describe to you exactly how I have it set up. So my spiritual parents and my ancestors are both on my altar and I have my um, spiritual parents are on the first level of my altar and my ancestors are on the second level of my altar. So my altar is set up like a bookcase and it is okay for you to have both deities and your ancestors on your altar at the same time. I just encourage you to have them on separate levels in my personal opinion. Um, SLE does have a video on um, how to set up your altar with deities and your ancestors. So I'll go ahead and link that. And no, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to link it. I'm not going to spend time doing it. Go to his YouTube channel and look it up um, if you are interested in knowing that information and how he sets up his altar. Okay, so prying prying what am I talking about prior to programming the altar you have to have consistent altar maintenance have a consistent altar maintenance routine so this is important in building your connection with your altar so you you can program it with your intentions later so that's what I meant by like you have to activate your altar first before you can start programming it because you have to you have to build that relationship it's just like you're not gonna like it's like having a friend right you have to talk to them and hang out with them a few times before you're gonna start being like hey can do you want to go to Mexico with me or hey do you mind if I borrow you know this from you like you're not gonna start asking them for things until you've already built a relationship with them first and the biggest part of the relationship with your spiritual team and your your ancestors is you need to have a consistent meeting place if, especially if you have ancestors that don't have any other altar or you're the only person inside of your family that has an altar, then your spiritual team and your ancestors are, are going to have to also get used to being able to have a connection point with somebody. Um, so that's how you get it activated by consistently maintaining your altar, consistently checking in with your altar so that they know that you're always going to be there so they can be there for you. And then ultimately after that, you can start programming it. So um, I'm going to talk to you guys about my maintenance routine first before I tell you guys how I program my altar, just because, um, you know, I think it's good information for you guys to know too, because I feel like a lot of people try to keep this stuff secret and I don't think it's that big of a deal. All right. So the first thing is, I rem and again, this is my maintenance routine, right? This is what I do every single day. The first thing I do is I remove everything off my altar. I clean 
off debris with Florida water. And then I throw the food away. And then after that, I put everything back on my altar. You have to understand anything that was on your altar needs to stay on your altar. Like you can't put something on your altar and then turn around and take it off. Um, whatever is there just needs to stay there. But of course, you're not going to have anything decaying on your altar. That's a really bad thing. So like if you have old food, if you have um, fresh flowers that were on your altar, but they're starting to die, um, things like that, anything that could decay needs to be removed off of your altar. But what I also do is I wipe my altar clean with Florida water. And in my opinion, it's almost like making their bed. You know what I mean? So that is how I reset my altar for the day, especially because I light them an incense every morning. And I'll get to that a little bit later. But um, and we all know incense are really dirty. They, they're messy and um, it gets ashes everywhere and stuff. So that's another thing I try to make sure that I clean up um, every day. So that's the first thing I do. And it doesn't have to be Florida water. I personally, I personally use Florida water because I cleanse everything that I put on my altar with Florida water. But um, you don't have to necessarily use like a cologne, like you could just like use Lysol or something like that. Um, but I, I still think having some sort of a cleansing agent, so whether it be like sage or cedarwood or um, any type of smoke, cigar smoke, like anything like that, like I still would encourage you to do some like spiritual cleansing as well. Um, so then after that, I refresh my offerings. So I don't put food on my altar every day, personally, right? I know there's some people that they put food offerings on their altar every day. I do not. Um, I make sure to refresh my water and I don't even refresh my water every day. I maybe refresh my water every couple of days and, um, I put food on my altar if I have extra food. And then I put alcohol on my altar and I probably put alcohol on my altar maybe like once a week. So if I feel called to refresh my offerings, then I will. But the only offering that I'm probably more consistent with giving my ancestors is ancestor money. So that tends to keep them happy. But like food offerings, yes, I encourage it. But me personally, I don't feel like I have to put food on my altar every day. But that is the second thing that I do when I'm whenever I am giving offerings. Okay, the next thing to make sure you do is I the next thing I make sure I do, sorry, is I make sure that my candle is still burning and will not go out that day. So this is really important because for me, like your candle is like having a light switch on on your altar. So you guys may have heard me say in the not was it the last episode? No, 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 not the last episode, but the episode before that, where I talked about ancestors altars in general, I look at ancestors altars almost like as a slow cooker for your intentions in regards to the law of attraction. So if you have your intentions on your altar and your pro, you have your altar programmed, you have to have a fire lit, in my opinion, in order for it to be like turned on, in order for the law of attraction to be activated. Um, I, I can't really explain how it works, but like for me, it's like for me, I can spiritually feel the difference when I don't have a candle lit on my altar versus when I do. When I have a candle lit, like my altar very much feels activated. I can feel the energy around my altar. But when my light, my candle isn't lit, like 
not altar feels dull. It feels like just another piece of furniture in here. So for me, it is imperative that I always have a candle lit on my altar. And if I know that my candle is about to go out, I always double check and make sure I have a candle in stock. Or if I don't, then I make sure I go to a store that day to go get a candle. Now, I said this in my episode before, but I'm going to reiterate, you don't have to have expensive candles. Please understand that these spiritual shops, they are they are taxing on candles that have like um um that have deities on it that say like Hijan or Oya or Oshun or whoever like they are like they'll charge you like $20 a candle easily or they'll be like this is a road opening candle or this is a a money candle or whatever like please understand you do not have to have a super expensive candle sometimes I do buy expensive candles and put it on my altar but in my personal opinion I don't see a difference um between I don't see a difference in things happening for me or manifesting for me faster if I have a more expensive candle versus a cheap candle you can a thousand percent go to the dollar store or go to Walmart get you like a bunch of candles get you like 20 candles for the same price as one candle that at some of these spiritual shops so don't feel like you have to get to have expensive candles but yeah like um me personally I make sure that I always have a candle in my house and if I if I know that my candle's about to go, go out and I don't have candles, I make sure to go to the store. All right, so if I'm putting new offerings or adornments on my altar, I will cleanse it first with fire, smoke, or Florida water. So these are offerings that are not um, like food or water or alcohol. Like if I'm putting an offering such as like a crystal or jewelry or um, even like coins or things like that, I make sure to cleanse it first because these are items that have been touched by other people. And you wanna make sure that your altar stays as sacred as possible. Even with the candles that I put on my altar, I make sure to cleanse my candles with Florida water or smoke or fire before I put it on there. So if you're gonna cleanse it with Florida water, obviously you'll just like, either pour the Florida water on there and rub it with your hands, or you can put Florida water on a napkin and wipe it off. But if you wanna cleanse it with smoke, you can take either sage or you can take um, an incense, light it, and then use the smoke and just like, like dance it around that thing that adornment, whatever you have. And then the last thing is fire. And it's literally, you're not lighting it on fire. Don't, don't touch the, don't touch the thing with fire. You just flick the lighter around it and it breaks up the energy around that item. So you just flick the lighter a few times in different areas around the the item and it breaks up the energy. So that's another way that you can cleanse your adornments um, if you want to do it with fire, like let's say you just don't have Florida water with you. Not everybody keeps Florida water at their house. I have a ton of Florida water, but um, it, you can cleanse. Energy is just, energy is different. Energy is a different type of dirt, right? Like you can cleanse it with smoke and, and fire. It doesn't have to necessarily be like literally a cleansing agent. All right. Um, so what I also do is I light an incense for my ancestors. That's something that I do very consistently. I do it pretty much every day. 
after I cleanse it, I'd light my incense. That's almost like me giving them that, that sign. Um, that's, it's like almost like ringing a bell, right? That's what some people have on their altar. Some people have bells on their altar, but for me, lighting an incense is like me letting them know like, Hey, your offerings are here. I'm here. Your altar is clean. Um, I might have some intentions for you. Maybe I do, maybe I don't, but like, Hey, what's up? I'm here. So that's, that's my way of notifying my ancestors that everything has been like reset and et cetera. Sometimes I will dip my incense in bank dirt or hygiene powder prior to lighting it. So, um, I want to not go down a big tangent about this thing, but So there's something called hoodoo, which is an African-American, I don't even know if you want to call it religion, but it's it's practices that are based in slave, based from slavery that um, our ancestors, they used to do in order, like rituals they used to do and things that they used to do with natural elements in order to manifest things for themselves so that's what hoodoo is they take things like dirt they take things like herbs they take things like waters um different types of things and combine them in order to manifest certain things into their life so there's something called putting somebody in a jar which is like cursing somebody or um you know, if you ever, and hoodoo can be closely related to voodoo too, right? Like if you've ever seen movies where people put um, brick dust in front of their, um, in front of their door, that could be seen as a form of hoodoo, right? Like that is people using natural elements um, in order to manifest or create um, things inside of their reality. So I'm talking about hoodoo. I'm not talking about I don't know what other American type of witchcraft people be doing because that don't that's not in my bones. That's that's not that's not the energy I'm carrying. If I'm doing if I'm doing anything, if I'm doing ritual work that requires herbs and stuff, it's it's based in hoodoo, right? So I used to study hoodoo a lot in in the early part of my um, spiritual journey. And hi, John was a um was an actual person that taught ancestors how to astral project so um he has an herb named after him that um apparently energetically a lot of ancestral black people really get attracted and really really like this herb so um i have high john powder and I really can't tell you guys exactly where to get it. I know the spiritual shop local to me has it, has high John powder, but I don't, I honestly can't think of an online spiritual shop that has it. You could probably just Google high John powder and find it, but I know the spiritual shop close to me has it, but like, I've been to like three of them and a lot of them don't have it. I was lucky to find one and a lot of people tax on high john powder they tax it so i don't use a whole lot like i dip it in the powder and then i take it out i don't i don't be pouring high john powder like no it high john powder is expensive so um yeah i either dip it in high john powder or i dip it in bank dirt so literally i went to a bank 
<laughs> I went to a bank and I had a shovel and I, I had a mason jar and I put a bunch of dirt in there. And it is believed that um, that dirt had the dirt at banks have absorbed the energy of money because it is inside of an area that people go to with the intention of getting money and with the intention of collecting money. So the dirt surrounding banks are already activated with that intention of, of money and abundance. So um, I have bank dirt at home. And again, that is another hoodoo practice is to go to banks and get dirt. There are other hoodoo practices like um, getting graveyard dirt. I would not recommend doing that unless you are in advance hoodoo or voodoo priestess. Um, there are, um, what are other places people get dirt? I know there's graveyard dirt, bank dirt, and I can't think of it. I can't, I don't know. I haven't studied hoodoo in years, but I used to be, I used to be that girl, right? Like I used to really be like into the spiritual baths and like all types of stuff. So I can talk to you guys about that a little bit later, but um, personally, I don't do a whole lot of that anymore just because I found a process that works for me that I don't really feel like I have to do all of the extra stuff like that anymore. But yeah, so I like them at instant and sometimes I dip it in bank dirt or high john powder. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. And also the instant smell doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, you light an instant based on what, how you want your house to smell. Um, I don't, I don't think incense hold a whole lot of intention. Like incense burn like in like five seconds. Like I don't think incense hold a lot of power in my personal opinion, besides the fact that it has smoke so it can um, cleanse things. But I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't think the smell matters. So get whatever smell you want. If you haven't, they're trying to sell you incense that say, this is a money incense. This is a love incense. Like I don't, in my personal opinion, none of that, none of that matters. All right. So your daily maintenance may look different from mine. Again, just see what works, right? And this is 80% of the work. The rest of it is super easy. Like the hard part is maintaining your altar every day because there are going to be days where you're not going to want to maintain your altar. You're going to be going on vacations and things like that. So like, that's the hard part is maintaining your altar and being consistent about giving your offerings and being consistent about making sure that you have ancestor money and that you have candles and you have incense. That's the hard part. The programming, sis, it ain't nothing. And that's what we're about to talk about right now. So um, programming my altar is through my intentions and it's super simple. And I'm going to explain to you guys how it works too. All right. So if you are on YouTube, then you can kind of see exactly how I have it set up. But if not, I'm going to describe to you exactly, um, exactly what you need and how it's going to look. So you need a seven day candle and ancestor money. A seven day candle is just a tall, one of those tall candles that art they're supposed to burn for seven days they don't always burn for seven days if your candle burns for three days or if your candle burns for 10 days it don't matter it's just a big it's just a big ass candle that's all it is is a really big candle but the it has to be a seven day candle it, it don't work don't go to bath and potty works and get a candle 
Like, don't get a little tea candle. Just get a seven-day candle and do it right in ancestor money. So this is what I do. Remember I told you guys I make sure I have my my altar lit with a candle 24-7. It's always lit. The only time my altar is not lit with a candle is if I'm going on vacation. I will not have anything on fire in my apartment while I'm not going to be here for days. So I don't have anything lit (laughs) while I'm on vacation. Um, I mean, like if I'm going to work or whatever, like I'll keep it lit. Or like if I leave the house to go to the grocery store, like, yes, I'm gonna keep it lit. But if I'm going to be gone for like four or five days, no, I'm not keeping candles lit in here. Um, But yeah, so I have my, uh, I was saying that I told you guys, I always have a candle lit inside of my apartment on my ancestor altar. So um, with my candle, I have ancestor money that is under my candle right? That's literally like a piece of money that's sitting on the ancestor altar and my candle is sitting on top of it. And that piece of ancestor money has an intention written on it. So I write my intention on the money and then I put it on my altar and I put my candle on top of the money. It has to be ancestor money. Don't use paper. Don't use I know people be trying to say like, you can use paper bag paper for your intentions and you can, no, it has to be ancestor money. I don't care where you get your ancestor money. I don't care how much your ancestor money is, but it has to be ancestor money, AKA Joss paper, J-O-S-S paper. So I write my intentions on my money, right? And every single morning, what happens is after I reset my altar, after I light my incense, et cetera, if I have a new intention that day, I write it on my ancestor money and I put it under my candle. So um, eventually at, when my candle, as, over the course of the week, as my candle is burning, I may have four or five pieces of ancestor money under that candle with, that has intentions that have collected over time. So examples of intentions, right? Because this is another thing that some people get confused with is how, what, how do I write my intentions? Like, what am I writing? Am I writing, can I have a dog? Can I have a million dollars? Or I want a million dollars. Like, this is what it's going to sound like, right? And here are some examples. One example is I have a work ethic that will land me a job that I love and that provides for my family. That is one example of an intention. Another example is I have the willpower to stay on my diet and consistently go to the gym. Another example of an intention. The last example I have is I am motivated and passionate enough to achieve my goal of X, Y, Z, whatever it is. So your intentions are going to have certain elements to it. So one, it's important that you set intentions for your process, not your goal. That's very important. Your intention is for your process, not the goal. It is also important to set the intention for the present time, not the future. That's where most people go wrong and don't see their intentions manifesting because one, people are always putting on their altar. I want a million dollars. Okay. First of all, if you have $10,000 in your, not even 10, if you have $100 in your bank account and you're working a job that only, I'm not going to say only, but you're working a job that pays you $20 an hour, how do you, how do you expect to get a million dollars? 
Like, seriously, how do you expect to get a million dollars? Like, let's be realistic. Do you have a current path that is that is open and available for your ancestors to work with you to get you a million dollars? That's That's why a lot of times just writing the end goal does not work because you start to lose faith because you wrote on your altar that you wanted a million dollars and you wake up the next day and you're still not a millionaire and you wake up the next day and you're still not a millionaire and you start thinking that it doesn't work. But you have to understand is manifesting things is a process. It's not just like a wake up and things just like pop up inside of your life. For some people, it does work that way because they they have like certain blockages in their life that is keeping them from having, keeping them from like massive abundance. Um, so some, for some people, all they have to do is remove that blockage. And then all of a sudden their life like completely improves. What I call it is an anchor, right? You know how like anchors keep people anchored to um, the ground. And then once they release their anchor, they rise, they start to rise to the top. That's what I see like certain blockages are for people that are able to manifest things very quickly inside of their life. But not everybody's life is like that. About 99% of people's life is not set up that way. So what you have to do is one, you have to be very aware of what is going on in your life. So like I said, the example of me saying like, okay, let's say you have $100 in your bank account and you're working in a job that pays you $20 an hour and you said that you want a million dollars, right? So think to yourself, what do I? what is the very first thing that needs to happen in order for me to move forward inside of my journey of making a million dollars? For you, it may be, I need to pay off my credit card debt. So you're going to write the intention that I am self-disciplined enough to pay off my credit card payments every single month. That's that's step number one. That is the process. You have to be aware of the process so that your ancestors and your spiritual team can meet you halfway. You can't just tell them I want a million dollars or I want a man or whatever and expect them to just deliver it to you tomorrow. That's just not, it's not how it works. So it's also important to set the intention for the present and not the future. Um, I don't know a way to describe this without getting super complicated. So I'm just going to make it simple. When you claim things in the present moment, then you're setting the intention for you to have it now. Versus if you say, I wish I had this, or I want to have this. When you say those things, the intention behind it is that I don't have it already. So you have to carry yourself as if you already have that thing or are already in the process of receiving those things. Because understand, if you already had that thing, you wouldn't be asking for it. So you have to make sure that the energy and the intention behind what you're saying is as if you already have it. Um, because it's just a different type of energy when you claim it as yours now versus when you wish and want. Um, that energy is not a bit abundant energy. Um, so again, I'm just gonna reiterate this again. Manifestation is a process. Manifestation requires your evolution and manif manifestation requires your awareness. All of those things are super important when it comes to manifesting things. Your spiritual team will provide you the tools 
to manifest changes in your life. They are not going to just hand it to you. They are going to help you. But you have to remember that you are the person, you are the person inside of this journey. You are on the hero's journey. You are the hero on the hero's journey. All of your spiritual team, they're just, they're just a piece of that journey. They're just here to help. They're just here to elevate you. But they're not going to just give you things that you want. Like that's just, they can't. You have, you hold all of the power. All of the power is in your hands. And that's the thing is when you claim your godly power and you claim yourself as having that power, you claim in your life that I have the power to do this. I have self-control. I know that what I need to do and I'm capable of accomplishing whatever I want to accomplish. Once you start claiming those things into your life, you start to realize that you've held all of the power the entire time. Everybody else was just helping you out. You know what I mean? So once you understand that manifestation is a process of you you evolving day by day every day you taking one step forward and then another step forward and then another step forward once you understand that it's a full process it's an evolution you're going to stop asking your ancestors for ridiculous things and you're going to start asking them to remove blockages from your from your progress cuz you're going to be making progress and then boop you're going to come into um, a pit stop and you're going to be like, man, I really need help because I'm, I've been making really good progress and I want to continue to make progress, but like this BS is in my way. And then you're going to write your intention on your altar and be like, hey, can y'all help me out with this? And I promise you every single, listen, every single time, every single time, I mean this a hundred percent of the time, every single time that I have done this done this process this way where I make an intention for me to continue to make progress that the next literally it'll be either that day or the next day that that blockage is clear that I'm making progress so like I'm gonna give you guys an example um let's see so like for example I have a weight I'm on a weight loss journey right now and there'll be times where like I'm like, man, I do not want to go to the gym. Like, I'm not, I don't feel motivated. I don't have any energy. Like, I'm, I don't want to see another gym for the rest of my life. Like, I don't care. And then when I start to feel that energy around me and I, I recognize and I'm aware that, look, BJ, you said that you wanted to go on a weight loss journey. So a part of that is you going to the gym. So I'm aware that, there's a blockage happening and that I'm about to start a karmic cycle, right? Because for me, every single time I start a weight loss journey, I always stop at the third week. It always happens. So um, what, what I did was I wrote on my ancestor altar. I wrote the intention. I am motivated enough to continue my weight loss journey by going to the gym and continuing to eat, help make healthy choices inside of my life. I promise you that same day, I may not have gone to the gym that morning, but that same day I found motivation to make me want to go to the gym the next day. Then I was completely re-motivated. So that's what I mean about like recognizing when you're starting to get blocked 
and making progress inside of your life to become your higher self and asking your spiritual team for help. Just being like, hey, like, look, I'm already going along this path. Like, I already know the things that I need to do. I just need a little bit of help, like pushing me forward. And I promise you, it works every time. All right. So like I said, over the course of the week, my candle will have five plus intentions underneath the candle. And I leave the the money under the candle as it's burning. So it's almost like me just saying like, hey, you guys, these are the things that I need help with. Like, please help me out. I'm going, this is what I'm giving you in return for you helping me out. Because remember, it's, it has to be a mutual benefit, mutual beneficial relationship. So inside of the relationship that I have, my spiritual team and my ancestors are, you help me out with these things. I continue to give you ancestor money and I continue to keep this altar activated. So once the candle is done burning, I take all the ancestor money outside all at once and I burn all the money at once. So Again, like sometimes I'll have seven, eight pieces of ancestor money all burning at the same time. And for them, it's almost like them getting a deposit in their bank account every week. You know what I mean? What are the things that you get a deposit in your bank account every week for? Your job. (laughs) Your job, right? So they have a job. They work for me. I mean, let's just be real. That's just what it is. So I burn all of it at once and they receive their deposit and I get my intentions taken care of. So immediately once the ancestor money is burning, is done burning, excuse me, once once the ancestor money is done burning, I come back inside, I light a new candle and I repeat the process. So you will know your answer, your altar is working when you are receiving intuitive messages to do things that will allow you to achieve your goals and your intentions. Again, sometimes it is as obvious as like blockages being removed, or sometimes it is as like subtle as you just receiving a thought that says, hmm, maybe I should do things this way next time, or maybe I should call this person, or maybe I should do this. So um, you'll know that your ancestor altar is working. You'll know, trust me. Um, I'll give you guys another example. When I was first um, returning to work, right? I quit my job in May. And I did that to like, one, spend more time with my baby, but also for me to start working on my spiritual business. And um, so after I quit my job, like I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm starting to run out of money. Like I'm not making money as quickly as I wanted to. So I need another job. So um, as I was applying for jobs, I wrote on my ancestor money. I have a job that pays this amount of money and I start my job on this date. That's what I wrote on there. But again, remember, I was still doing the work. I was still calling people and I was still applying for jobs and updating my resume, et cetera. I just was telling them like, look, this is the outcome that I want from this. This is like, you know, this this would be preferable. And I got a job three days later at the exact income that I wanted starting on the exact date that I said I wanted to start. I'm telling you guys, this stuff works. <laughs> it really does. It works. Just understand that if you 
If there are things that you're asking for that are not manifesting, it is because you, you there's still some evolving that you have to do first before it can come. So um, if the manifestation doesn't happen immediately, then you just have to be aware enough to understand like what's going on inside of my reality that needs to be changed or needs to be improved in order for me to more easily receive this thing into my life. All right, so let's take some action. Um, first thing, practice writing intentions for your goals. So if you are confused or unsure, please send me a DM or leave a comment and I'll help you guys out. Um, second thing, build a spiritual routine with your spiritual family that makes sense for you and them. Listen, if I put pig feet on my altar, my ancestors are going to be cool with that. Some people's ancestors don't like pig feet. So don't put pig feet on, on their altar. Do you know what I mean? If I put weed smoke on my altar, my ancestors will love it. I personally hate weed. So when I pass, I hope nobody puts weed on my altar. <laughs> but like my ancestors would be okay with that. Not everybody's ancestors are going to like that. You know what I'm saying? Do the things with your ancestor altar that make sense for your ancestors and for your spiritual family. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't give you guys any more examples to, than that. All I'm saying is that your altar is your altar and you can customize it any way that you want to. If you want to put a blanket on, on your altar, if you want to put a tree on your altar, if you want to put sparklers on your altar, if you want to put flash and DJ lights on your altar, do whatever you want to do. You just have to figure out what feels good for you and your ancestor team and you'll know the energy will feel different around your altar all right so just to reiterate my resources to you guys ig twitter facebook all bj the blogger if you guys are on the podcast you can um look up my youtube and i, I always forget to put that on there my youtube is bj the blogger if you are watching on youtube and you would rather listen to it in a podcast form podcast is called soul patterns s-o-u-l-p-a-t-t-e-r-n-s i don't know why i spelled that out because if you're watching this on youtube it's literally in front of your face <laughs> but um those are my resources right now again please feel free to dm me message me leave a comment if you have any confusion or questions but um other than that i will check you guys next time